You're listening to Salary Capped, a podcast exploring the business side of sports. UFC and Encore Live teamed up to present UFC 257 Poirier versus McGregor 2 at drive-in theaters across the United States. And joining me now on Salary Cap to discuss the success of this event and what it means for the future of sports and entertainment consumption is Walter Kinsey. He's the founder and CEO of Encore Live. Walter, thank you so much for joining me here on Salary Cap. Happy to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, we are thrilled to have you. Now, over the summer, you held Encore Drive-In Night concerts, which featured world-class artists like Metallica and Garth Brooks and Blake Shelton and and many more. So you you had a ton of success with that concert series. Did this help give you the confidence to try something new with UFC? Yeah, it it was initially just planned to be a pivot that would be short-lived. What we found out, though, is we started to build out our distribution, uh, which was massive we we were in 330 venues across six different time zones all across north america uh we started to realize how under serviced and how um uh the, the expansive number of human beings that just they don't have the opportunity to go to real sporting events real concerts uh due to distance money time whatever and so we found a real economical way to bring world-class entertainment we knew sports would eventually be a part of what we were doing uh but we did we did a handful of tests last summer had a little over nine hundred thousand people come out during a global pandemic um that equated to 1152 individual shows uh across a handful of concerts and it um was wildly successful so we knew to hit the gas you think at the heart of this is just the, the fact that people miss gathering together and having those kind of communal experience like sporting events, concerts, you know, going to movies, things like that. And this kind of did the best job it could do of bringing all those things together for people. Listen, I tell you what, you're exactly right there. But at the same time, we have to remember that to go to Cowboy Stadium to a sporting event or American Airlines Center to a sporting event or, or a music show, that is not an inexpensive endeavor. And for the vast majority of Americans, they just can't afford it. Doesn't mean they don't love sports. Doesn't mean they don't love music. But unfortunately, they're kind of bound to enjoying that stuff in a non-communal way um, at home, in front of a computer screen, in front of a TV, something like that. And so we we were looking for a real economical way to get people together. And we found, uh, we found through our exclusive partnerships, uh, we found a way to make it affordable for anyone, truly. Our most expensive ticket last summer was to Metallica. It was $17 a person. This is a tour that was nearly a four-figure ticket price just one year earlier. And we had we had 230,000 people come out to see Metallica, and the most expensive ticket was $17 a person. And so we have found a really inexpensive way that um, for people to enjoy it. The other thing you got to remember is for a lot of folks, maybe they can afford it, but maybe they have a little kid at home or maybe, you know, and all of a sudden they can afford to go, but to drive an hour to the show, to park a half a mile away, to get there an hour and a half before, to make sure you get to your seat, to then enjoy the show, then to do all of that stuff all over again. Sometimes it's not even about money. They just don't have the time. Sure. that it takes to go to this stuff. And so we found we found the barriers of time and travel is what was preventing, uh, time, travel, and money was what was preventing uh, people from going and enjoying this stuff. It's all stuff we've learned since the pandemic, um, uh, which is why you're also starting to see 
our distribution kind of skyrocket. We thought we were busy with 330 venues. Now in 20, in 2021, uh, we'll have over a thousand venues and growing. I think we'll end the year closer to 1500 venues across uh, a handful of countries, not just North America. Um, and, um, and, and the population's expansive. I'll, I'll give you just one more key fact. 148 million Americans due to time, money, and travel want to go to sporting events, want to go to concerts, but because of time, money, and travel, 148 million Americans can't go to the things they want to go to, so they're forced to watch it on TV. And as much fun as that might be, or as much as we might be accustomed to it, that's no way to enjoy a sporting event or a music show whenever you can go and be with a lot of people. Yeah, I think that's that's an absolutely phenomenal point. You, you're you're spot on with that. Now, uh, UFC is always, uh, at least in my mind, I've always thought of UFC as a really uh, forward thinking and and uh, a, a, an entity that's always ready to innovate. Let's say. So, how did the agreement with UFC come about? Uh, tell me a little bit more about how that all came to be. Great question. So it started actually. Um, we called the promoter of a boxing match that happened um, in November. Uh, at the end of at the end of November, between Mike Tyson and uh, the other gentleman's names escaping me, so our initial goal was try to get that on, but we didn't call them until like the first week in November, which for us, after what we just went through last summer, wasn't a big deal. But for them, they couldn't get their head around how they would be able to pull this off, and so it didn't work there. But the promoter for that ended up being the exact same promoter that did the show in Dubai. Uh, um, with UFC 257. And so we immediately kind of switched to that and started working with UFC and uh, Johan Productions. And um, and then ultimately we made this work. We ended up doing, uh, we didn't run it across our entire fleet because we were testing new technology to do it live. And so we actually broadcast live from Dubai. We were the only platform that didn't crash or have significant uh, server issues. And um, and so we, did a, we wanted to do a, a four time zone test and we did. And so we did it across 19 different states. And we were the only one that uh, didn't have any type of technical issues. It was just an incredible evening. And I, I uh, uh, technically our fans knew about five minutes before all the other fans in the country who won uh, because ours was live and everybody else was having to be delayed because of the technical issues with ESPN+. Plus. So your uh, your your customers were out there on Twitter making sure that everyone knew before it uh, actually finished, which is uh, hey, that's a that's a heck of an advantage right there. I, I I can I can get behind that. No, but yeah. So there are a lot of technical logistics that go into showing a live sporting event the way that you're doing it. Kind of talk me through some of the logistics and some of the decisions you made um, that enabled you to pull this off successfully. So uh, I, I think the best decision we made was to not go across our entire fleet on this, with it being our very first one. And so we kept it to some of our highest performing venues across the United States. We also kept it to venues that traditionally were in ultra urban markets uh, where our internet bandwidth and different things like that were really, really strong. And, um, and so and then uh, we, we deployed our technology um, that I compare to uh, like an Apple TV box, an Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we installed those uh, across um, the venues. We ended up installing it around to around 100 venues. Uh, we ultimately ended up picking 30 venues to, to broadcast this thing from. 
and uh but we uh, uh we just we tested the the content uh we had folks in dubai that were um feeding us content the the two days leading up to and every test was coming through crystal clear every test was coming through uh with just flawless projection it was it was just absolutely beautiful and so we ran live tests with every single one of our venues ahead of time and and i'm glad we did we um worked through any of the kinks and we just had a beautiful evening and, and we did not have a single uh, venue that had any issues on uh, Saturday night. And it was just, it was incredible. And we were, I mean, it was a live broadcast um, from Dubai and, and uh, it just went, um, it went perfect. Man, that's that's incredible to hear, and and just also hearing a little bit more about the logistics and everything that went into the behind the scenes to make sure that this event went off smoothly. So it, you mentioned a little bit earlier just the the expansion plans in multiple countries, uh, tons and tons of venues. Um, what's the what's the landscape like? Do you think for events like this in a post COVID landscape? Do you think that this fits? into a, a segment of the market, like we were talking about earlier, people yeah. who didn't have time, money, availability to maybe go out to a stadium, but still wanted that communal aspect. Does this fit in a post-COVID world as well? It absolutely does. And, and that's the, those people, those 148 million Americans I talked about, um, that they were underserved before the pandemic. They're now being under, they're gonna, they're being underserved during the pandemic. They'll be underserved after the pandemic. And so we're going to be here to take care of them. Uh, we think our theater count, our, our, our venue count uh, will uh, be in the thousands uh, by 2023. Uh, we think that we'll be able to take care of um, hundreds of millions of people all around the world. The licensing process in other countries is more tricky for sports or for um, music than other sports is going to be easier for us to expand than music. And so I think you can count on us. Um, I, I think by July, we'll be in a position where over a million UFC fans would be able to attend our events around um, uh, in what would then be eight different time zones from Ireland uh, to Alaska. And, um, and so we will be in a really unique uh, position to take care of. Uh, we'll, there will be, um, we will do a UFC fight this summer that we have over a million people attend. And cool. so we're, we're really, really excited about that. And I think we're only a couple years away um, from that number being in the multiple millions of people being able to attend. And you got to think about that for a second. It, unless you're in the arena itself, you're either watching this at a bar or you're watching it at home. Either way, that is not the the friction that happens there is 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 a point where it's very tough to experience it like you're there but i can tell you whenever i sat in fort worth watching the the fight on on saturday night and i'm watching it on a screen that is 60 feet wide 40 feet tall all in ultra high def and listening to people scream and shout and honk their horns it was a even though it was raining we had a really incredible um, tailgating experience once the rain cleared out about three fights before the McGregor fight. And it was, uh, it was just an incredible evening. We, we were sitting there with seven or 800 people tailgating, having a great time. And then this ultra high def uh, fight came on live, all the audio, all the sound system, incredible. The, it was, it was just a beautiful evening and uh, uh, it was really, really fun to take it in and that experience. And so that is whether it's music or sports or whatever, we're adding an experiential element 
to enjoying this stuff that you can't get um, that you can't get anywhere else. And so um, we have uh, we we have customers that will elect to go here versus an AT and T stadium in uh, when things open back up because the experience is so seamless, easy to get to, affordable to get to, very communal. Uh, you know, I think anybody if they could stay tailgating and watch the football game live they would much rather stay tailgating than be stuck in a little seat the whole time. And uh, they get to with this. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. I, I think it's that perfect, it fits in that perfect area where um, that, that hits a lot of people, like you mentioned, and, uh, and allows a lot of people to have these types of experiences and experience the game in a, in a new and exciting way that they haven't experienced it before. But again, doesn't require that upfront cost of uh, attending a game at an AT&T stadium. So uh, I, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to learn a little bit more about what you're doing with Encore Live. And I look forward to seeing how it grows in the future. Walter Kinsey, founder and CEO of Encore Live. Thank you so much for joining me here on Salary Caps, Walter. Hey, thank you. And I look forward to having you out to one of our shows this year. It's going to be a lot of fun.